0: Welcome to Max and Murphy. This is Ben Max from Gotham Gazette. My broadcast partner, Jarrett Murphy of City Limits, is off this week. On this episode of the podcast, I'm talking with activists from Teens Take Charge about their work trying to influence and impact New York City education policy, the future of New York City schools, and the race to be the next mayor of New York City. Enjoy the conversation. And now we're joined on the show by two activists from Teens Take Charge, a student-led movement for educational equity in New York City. I'm pleased to be joined by Miriam Diallo and Issa Grumbach-Bloom, who are both activists with Teens Take Charge, which has been fighting for, among other things, uh, a more integrated New York City school system, and we'll hear about that. From them now. Uh, why don't you take a minute? I just gave a very brief introduction, but why don't you take a minute, uh, Miriam and Issa, and just say a little bit more about uh, who you are, where you're from, where you go to school, and and what you work on with Teens Take Charge. Go ahead, Miriam.
1: Uh, so my name is Miriam Diallo. I'm first generation Guinean American, also born and raised in Brooklyn. So there's that. Um, I go to Mega Rivers College Preparatory School in Brooklyn, obviously. And um, I am on the steering committee at Teens Take Charge along, and I also work closely with the sexual harassment team.
0: Thank you. Issa?
2: Yeah, I'm Issa. I also live in Brooklyn, and I'm a junior at the Millennium Brooklyn High School. And I'm also an organizer at Teens Take Charge, and I work with the homelessness campaign.
0: Great. And I want to hear a little bit more about each of those individual campaigns uh, maybe in a few minutes, but let's start a bigger picture. Um, Miriam, wh- how do you describe to somebody what Teens Take Charge is all about?
1: Well, in the past, we would have described Teens Take Charge as a student-led organization dedicated to integrating New York City public high schools. But this year, we have really expanded what that truly meant. into. Venturing off into various different aspects of like the school culture, which is represented by very by our different campaigns, but most notably, what Teens Take Charge does is um, very much we're very much within the scene of the integration movement in New York City.
0: And so, what are the what are the goals there? What's the what are the organizing sort of principles and and goals that the organization has in mind? Whether it's uh near-term goals or long-term goals, what are some of the what are some of the key things that you're working to achieve?
2: Yeah, um, I mean, I think within the integration movement, one of our big goals has been since the beginning of Teen State Charge, has been to get rid of high school admission screens. So those are grades, state test scores, attendance, things that filter out students. And we found that they really just filter out black and brown students. Um, and we think that's one of the main reasons why our school system is so segregated. So that's in, on the integration movement front, and then I think generally we have the homelessness campaign, the sexual harassment campaign, the admissions campaign, the discriminations in school campaign, and the Project 1424. And those are, I mean, they're kind of vastly different um, campaigns, but working on solving home, dealing with homelessness in the city, and like universal um, summer youth employment program, getting that to be um, a large number of students employed there. So. Just so it's them. a lot
0: more than just the admissions. Yeah. It's, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but on the, on the admissions, let's stick with that for a little while. Um, Miriam is, this is, this is solely focused on high schools, or are you also focusing on things like gifted and talented programs and, um, you know, that, that tend to sort kids in elementary school. And then there's obviously also a whole middle school admissions process. Are those part of the, uh, the work as well?
1: Our admissions campaign like what we solely focus on is um the high school okay. admissions but we do like support other organizations and other works of, like people that want to like repeal gt or um on middle school admissions and just support around what that looks like and how the exclusion goes very deep like starting from like elementary school and it's it's not just not just something that is seen at high school at like at that point it's already like In grade. Right. But
0: there is a lot that can be done around integration efforts at the high school level. So, Miriam, just say a little bit more. Let's let's focus on that. What's the what are the key pillars to integrating New York City high schools that you want um, the next mayor at this point, but but any any mayor uh, to to pursue what what admissions policies at the high school level would really achieve integration in New York City schools.
1: So in New York City, we have basically two tiers of schools. We have the screen schools and the unscreened schools. The screen schools usually use things such as grades, test scores, attendance, um, all of these different factors. And sometimes the hyper-screen schools or the specialized schools, I like them that they're, that's what they're called. Um, they use the SHSATs as a determinant into admissions into these schools. Um, and for the unscreened schools, oftentimes these schools just submit students based on like an ad-op model or um, <laughs> just various different things. So what we've noticed is that oftentimes these hyper screen schools or like these, scre- these schools that are screened that hoard all of these resources. Um, they are oftentimes very much segregated, very much excluding black and brown students, but they have the most resources and they're just not inclusive at all <laughs> in, in, in any form.
0: And so, Issa, is it do away with all the screens? Is it keep some? Are there any screens that are acceptable to teens take charge? Or what's the sort of, what, what's the threshold?
2: I mean, it is to eliminate all of those things. Um, and then we want to input a universal educational option system, um, which is accepting students in on a bell curve. So accepting students, 25% of students below um, grade level at grade level and 25% above grade level.
0: Um, Let me, let me just clarify something with you though. If you, if you eliminate all the admission screens is, is high school, are you also in your, in your model, uh, your goal, are you leaving high school admissions wide open across the city? Any student could apply to any school and then every school has to have that, that um, percentage model that you just mentioned, or, are there, are there changes in district lines at play? Or how, how, does, it, how does it work?
2: I mean, with, with that model, it really is. Every school, you can apply to whatever school you want, and it's still ranked based on where you want to go, but then every school applies that adopt model.
0: Interesting. Okay. And so do away with the screens, open it wide up, but insist on sort of that, that economic uh, mix. Oh, no, not economic, Great uh, academic mix. Yeah from high schools middle schools for high schools and then eliminate the shsat for the specialized high schools and how are those schools how are students admitted to those schools
2: well so but like a little while ago we had we were endorsing the seven percent plan um which was taking seven percent of the top students at every school and having them go into specialized high schools but that got shot down by the state so at this point, there we don't have any specific plan, but mm-hmm. if someone proposes one that we like, I think we will support that.
0: Right. I mean, I think there were um, there were people who opposed the seven percent model, but it, I don't know that it's necessarily a totally dead issue. Depending on who right. who's in power and who takes it up, um, that's interesting so miriam what kind of uh what kind of strategies what kind of tactics do you use um what is what does teens take charge do to try to influence change and um how has the pandemic changed things
1: so pre-pandemic we did a lot of direct action so that's sit-ins um sit-ins um a lot of different just actions in front of city halls and whatnot But you know, once the pandemic hit, that really turned into having just like a lot of meetings with various people in um, the in DOE. Like recently, we had a meeting with Misha Porter, who is a new deputy chancellor, um, and just basically building a relationship with them. Um, So it's very much very different. now that the pandemic has started and we're still sort of struggling to see like what is like the best way but what we've really been pushing as well is just like social media and once again uplifting organizations and just like working together it's like a coalition Mm -hmm. in order to to that
0: and and you met you met recently with the new chancellor or you met with her when before she became the new chancellor
1: um recently with the new chancellor so that was over a zoom call and it was regarding. Actually, I don't know if I could disclose the meeting. Okay, so. <laughs> that,
0: that's fine. That's fine. Understood. But that's that. That's significant, and that shows. Um, you know, that shows that that certainly. I mean, I knew this uh, before this conversation, but others may not. That teens shake charge has really gotten the attention of policymakers and and developed a, a, quite a reputation, including from um, you know really uh, sort of grassroots activism getting the current mayor's attention, um, but we are now in a campaign to decide the next mayor who will take office in January and teens take charge was a co-host of a candidate forum recently. So why don't you explain a little bit about what that was and what you uh, were hoping to get out of it and, and your big takeaways.
2: Yeah. So recently we hosted with a few other organizations, um, a mayoral forum with some of the top running candidates Um, and We, I mean, I think the general goal was to have a really uh, frank discussion about some of the things we find most important that need to happen, that the next mayor needs to do. And then I think one of the main things we really wanted were some firm commitments from these possible mayors about um, what they're gonna do in their first year as mayor. And I think we got a lot of really great things out of it. And I think it was also really fun and engaging too, which we were really hoping for.
0: Yeah, I've watched many of these forums. It was definitely one of the more interesting and engaging ones. Had some, you know, both some fun to it, but also very serious. And you, you all really pushed uh, pushed the candidates. Um, Miriam, what did you hear from the candidates? What kind of commitments did you get?
1: Um, so I was, I I was actually doing the lightning round, and like within that round, I there was various different questions that I was that I wanted to know, like are like that I used to determine whether or not the mayor knows like the current state of schools in our city so that was the high stakes testing the state exam testing such as regents and whatnot um and paid youth roles (laughs) um these these were the things that I were that for our specific forum I was looking for and that's how I use like to filter out like which ones I believe have like a clear vision as to like where New York City is now and where New York City needs to be um, like a, f- a full well-rounded view not just one focus Um, because as mayor you're not only taking on one action you're taking on those <laughs> slew of problems in this city which is a lot Um, so those to me was how I used to initially like who truly is progressive and who's just saying that just to know just to say it just to like game voters or whatever um mm-hmm. and it's it, it they are I came out of that for um um not liking a couple of people like thinking that they would be absolutely terrible for the city I came out absolutely loving some people and I came out just you know very very much neutral about others like I still haven't developed an opinion about them mm-hmm. um and, well, there's a there's
0: a yeah there's a wide variety on these Dem- even in the Democratic mayoral candidates and I think yeah whether it's on your issues within education or, or many others, that's that's often how people come away from these forums. They like a few, they don't like a few, and a couple they feel medium about. So, um, But go ahead, you were about to say something else.
1: Yeah, um, there was just one thing that I wish that we did focus on, which was just like police in school, which I feel like is a very much... Um, Is a conversation that we need to have, it just like police in general in this city, like policing in this city, that I feel like our forum didn't necessarily touch on. But there are other forums that I have attended that did touch on them. And once again, that's how I used to like filter out the videos and understanding, like, okay, this person is advocating for more policing, which leads to more Black and Brown students (laughs) going to Rikers, like Mm -hmm. you know, the school, which just contributes to the school to prison pipeline. Mm-hmm. Um, that to me was also something
0: that I I looked up very <laughs> vigilant for because it's been very serious. Interesting. And Isa, are you um, you know, when teens take charge, take stock, um are you surprised, pleased, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe disappointed, but but it seems to me like the conversation has moved pretty far in the last few years. Um, after after not moving that much. Um are you are you pleased? Are you frustrated? Are you surprised with where the conversation stands now that you do have several mayoral candidates really talking about taking up at least quite a bit of your agenda? Maybe not all of it, but are you? How is Teens Take Charge feeling about where things stand right now?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it has been very frustrating seeing a lack of motion in terms of the current mayor, um, and specifically in terms of screens. And I think it was very exciting to see um, how many people committed to unscreening schools within their first year as mayor because I think that has been one of the main obstacles to that goal. Um, So I think it was exciting to see that and I think hopefully the new mayor does follow through with that Um, and otherwise I think we still have a lot of work to do.
0: Well, speaking of a lot of work, and we're just in our, our last couple minutes here with uh, Miriam Diallo and Issa Grumbach-Bloom of Teens Take Charge, uh, go ahead, Issa, take another minute on what's next in, in your mind, what's next in the Teens Take Charge uh, organizing around influencing the next mayor, or, or even, I mean, the current mayor still has some time on the clock and is is pursuing some school integration measures. What's next here for Teens Take Charge?
2: Yeah, um, I mean, so we are in our month of rest right now. So we haven't been planning any big events or anything like that. Um, But I think, hopefully, when COVID is died down a little bit more direct action and more protests and more like forums we can hold um, would be really exciting and helpful to pressuring the current mayor and current politicians into going with our agenda and um, getting to our goals. And I think I think the Hectic Alondra Act is still like happening and I think we're really excited to continue that fight as well, which is to.
0: And, yeah, was, go ahead. The I, yeah, high
1: school test. To, to repeal
0: um, that state yeah. law that, that mandates the, the specialized high school tests at the three biggest specialized high schools. And and Miriam, what do you have anything to add on that in terms of what is key? What's next? Is it convincing more allies, um, you know, in the city council, in the state legislature? Is it uh pushing mayor de Blasio to move on some of the things that are on the table here in his final year is it really just focusing on the influencing the winner of the Democratic primary to replace him any any final thoughts from you on what's next?
1: I think our next steps are just once again more direct action because this past year has been has been on the pause but we we're starting to realize that, a lot of people they see us but they don't really truly understand us um and like understand like why this is a pressing issue or like why our schools cannot continue the way they are so the way to draw attention to that once again to in in our eyes is more direct action and more like going out there and more you know meeting with um hopefully meeting with more officials but then again truly like make truly get truly getting our point across that Our schools need to be more competent in just and accepting of different cultures and just fully (laughs) integrated.
0: And and Miriam, just take one more moment just to say a a little bit about what you're working on in the um, sexual harassment campaign within teens take charges work.
1: Uh yeah, so the sexual harassment campaign that launched this year, and we have basically three big ideas. One of them the big ideas that basically center around being more proactive instead of reactive, which the DOE is very reactive to these things, these claims. Um, so that includes more education on what on sexual harassment and what what that looks like, what it means to like respect boundaries and um it's everything that comes along with that from starting from like kindergarten to like 12th grade um because you you'll be surprised (laughs) um and just like more hiring more staff that are already trained to handle these issues and shifting the focus from principals being reporting it to like more people that truly understand what sexual harassment is and what it means reporting it, and like Acting on like these things, Um, meaning like hiring more school liaisons. Yeah.
0: Very interesting. And uh, Issa, go ahead and take a a minute on on your homelessness uh, campaign that you're working on.
1: Yeah,
2: so that also launched this year. Um, And at the beginning, we kind of decided we didn't want to create our own policies. Um, We didn't want to start from scratch. So we have been working on supporting other organizations and their policies. And then we are working within our campaign specifically on community organizing and mutual aid efforts. So having, we've hosted clothing drives, um, food drives, we're working on getting a community fridge. So we're working on some tangible action within communities, yeah.
0: Very interesting. Well, thank you both for for joining me. Uh, that's Miriam Diallo and Issa Grumbach-Bloom of Teens Take Charge. Thank you both for, for taking the time and, and good luck with your advocacy.
2: Thank you. Thanks.